Welcome to Lessons for Life, where we seek to learn, love, and live the Word of God. Now, here is James Long Jr. Have you given up hope? Have you given in to fear so long that you question God's willingness or ability to help set you free? Have you given up on the possibility of a stable, radiant, confident, courageous, astoundingly fruitful life? All of us have been afraid. Afraid of the future, of what others might think, the bad things that we can't control, abandonment, illness, disease, death, spiders, heights, consequences of our actions, losing a job. The list can go on, and it does. Fear puts us in a self-made prison. It can control our lives, steal our sleep, destroy our relationships, and generally make us miserable prisoners in our own minds and bodies. It can take years from us, ruin memories, overwhelm our lives, and make us wish we were never born. But there's a way to be free from fear this side of heaven. God does not want his people to live in fear. He offers you a life of joy, confidence, contentment, stability, and fruitfulness. In short, he offers you abundant life. Hi, my name is James Long Jr., and welcome to Lessons for Life. I am a pastor, board-certified professional counselor, certified biblical counselor, and a university professor. I've been at that for about 30 years, and I make videos and podcasts on the topics of mental, emotional, and relational health from a biblical perspective. And today we're going to be looking at a passage from Isaiah 41.10. And the passage goes this way, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Great passage, a lot of great promises that are in there. We're going to spend some time looking at it. And as we do with our studies, we use a 4P approach. I call it the 4P approach. We ponder the passage, then we want to personalize the passage, we want to practice the passage, and then finally we want to pray the passage. So we'll start with pondering this passage. Perhaps more than anything else, God desires for his people to trust him. The question is, do we? Have we said that he's worthy of confidence? In this text, God's call to Israel is the same one that he makes to us. His abiding presence with us should be enough to banish all fears. But this means that we need to know who he is. He tells Israel not to fear, for I am with you and I am your God. But the question is, who is the I? Clearly, God expects that the promise of his presence would be enough to set his people free from fear. But that assumes that we, and that you know who this constantly present one is. This verse begins to explain some of his character and his ability. He is the one who strengthens us and helps us. He upholds us personally with his hand. He's not merely a passive bystander, but he is personally and actively working in our lives to infuse us with enablement, assistance, and overshadowing protection. 
The larger context of this verse, if you look at this passage, elaborates on what God can do for his people. He equips them for victory in battle. If you look at verses 11 through 16, and he supernaturally meets their needs, verses 17 through 20, his power turned towards their benefit and blessing of his people, coupled with the perfect knowledge of everything there is to know, makes him superior to every false god verses 21 to 29. So if you look at the context, it tells you what God can do for his people. Now, this is your God. He can be trusted to do everything good for you. He wants to meet your needs, arm you for battle, and he knows everything that you will ever face. I guess the question is, will you choose afresh to trust his goodness today? Well, that leads to personalizing the passage. I guess that would start with the first one. Will I trust him today, his goodness today? And what will I need to do as a result of this passage? Now, let's go back and remember, it talks about fearing not and be not dismayed. In fact, there are two commands there, fear not and be not dismayed. And then he gives us five precious promises. I am with you, his presence. I am your God, a personal relationship with you, a covenantal relationship. I will strengthen you. Think of the omnipotent God who is strengthening you. The God who owns everything will help you. And the God who preserves you by his grace will uphold you by his righteous right hand. So as you personalize this passage, I want you to think about what do you need to do as a result of this passage? Maybe there's some of the commands that you're failing to do, or maybe there's a character or quality or his ability that you're failing to look at. What is it that you need to personalize? And then practice the passage. I want you to take a a plan out. I want you to write down very specifically, what are you going to do in light of this passage? Maybe I need to stop fearing, or maybe I need to stop being dismayed or discouraged, or maybe I need to focus on one of his character qualities, whatever it is, what are you going to specifically do? Not generally, but specifically do in light of this passage. Okay. Well, that's the passage for today. Let's pray this passage as we leave. Well, Father, we thank you for your five precious promises that you give us in this passage. Thank you that you are the one who is with us. Uh, Please let your perpetual presence provide us with comfort in our fears. Thank you for a personal relationship with you because of Christ. Thank you for your covenantal love, blood bought by your precious son. We thank you for your power and your provision and your preserving grace by your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your delivering work through your son and thank you for continuing to deliver us in him. Amen. Be blessed. This has been Lessons for Life with James Long Jr. We hope you've been blessed. For more information, go to jameslongjr.org.